comfort and support begins in three, two, one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Nurture and Support. I am Mel at Karmic9. Hi, everybody. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on everything. Thank you guys for having me back again. We love to have you here, Mike. You always make things more interesting. I do what I can. Mel Mel, Mel definitely loves to have you on, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. You guys... You're so funny. You give Kelly so much more editing work to do. He He likes it. I know he does. (laughs) Oh, so we are back doing another recommendation show today. And I am sure anybody who's been on Twitter anytime recently has seen a lot of talk about a new Animal Crossing game on the Nintendo Switch. So... That is what inspired my re-recommendation today of something I've talked about in the past. I don't remember when. It's been quite a while. And it's a little game called Stardew Valley. And I bring it up in relation to Animal Crossing because they're kind of similar games. I found myself getting caught up in the whole Animal Crossing. I think the new one is, is it New Horizons or something like that? I am Animal Crossing ignorant, (laughs) 100%. Well, you know, I've played played Animal Crossing on the DS, but I don't own a Switch. And I actually one day found myself looking to get a Switch just so I could see what everybody else is playing. And I I caught myself and I was like, why would you do that? I have a game already that is very similar in the feel kind of of it. Stardew Valley, um, Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley almost always come up being talked about together. Stardew Valley is a, it started out as a PC game. It's now ported to all of the consoles, but it also, now I didn't check to see if it was available on the Android store. I'm sure it is, but it's also available on iOS. So that's kind of what I'm talking about today. I've never played Stardew Valley on my iPad and you can get it if you don't have a Switch and you want an Animal Crossing type game. You can get Stardew Valley on iOS for $7.99. So I've played through it to see if I still like it on iOS as much as I liked it on PC. And I have to say, it's basically the same game. I haven't played it since they instituted multiplayer in Stardew Valley. Uh, I think on the consoles and PC, they don't have multiplayer available on iOS. But Stardew Valley is basically... A game where your character has inherited a rundown farm in Stardew Valley. And you're young, you don't have anything else to do, so you're going to go clean up this farm and be a farmer. And it's basically a farm game. So there there have been, over the last decade, a lot of different type of farm games out there. But this one has a whole story going on behind the scenes. It seems like... It's very simple on the the surface, but as you meet the other people in your village and you start becoming friends with them and you start hearing snippets of conversation that they say, (laughs) you can come up with kind of a dark backstory for lots of people in this game. So you get to name your character. It's mostly a 
kind of time management sim where you're farming, you're trying to earn gold so that you can buy a chicken coop and you can get some chickens and then you get take the eggs and you build a mayonnaise maker. So you need eggs to make mayonnaise and then you can sell the mayonnaise for a lot of money. You can fish in this game, which I have to say, I find fishing in the iPad game to be much more difficult than I found it on PC. So I'm not sure if there's hacks out there to try to fix that issue. But fishing I have found to be pretty difficult on the iPad. That's the only difference in the playing of the game that I have come across. So if you're looking, if you're feeling left out from not being able to play Animal Crossing because you don't have a Switch and in these trying times you feel irresponsible in trying to buy a a game console just to play one game like me, then for $7.99, if you already have an iOS device, you can go out and get the Stardew Valley game app and play it on your iPad and be a farmer, explore caves, kill bugs, and as always in life, try to find someone who will date you in this game because there are a few players in the game, NPC characters in the game, who are single who, if you're going to manage to get them to be a good enough friend of yours, you might eventually convince them to marry you and come live on your farm with you. So, you know, there's always that to look forward to. I don't think that Animal Crossing has that feature. So there you go. Stardew Valley. Well, I had a couple of questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I have a lot of fear <laughs> right now. <laughs> There, I'm going to address there. your first fear right away. Okay, go, go right ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, Mel, there, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on real quick. That was a great recommendation. Um, I've never played Farmville or any of that kind of stuff, but uh-huh. it, it does look interesting. I mean, it doesn't look like it's up my alley, like my type of game, but that stuff does interest me because I see, you know, advertisements for it. And I know a lot of people are into those types of games. But there was two things I really wanted to touch on. The first one is you said mayonnaise machine like three times, and I didn't say anything. So <laughs> she said, no, Mike. She said mayonnaise maker. Oh, sorry, which, mayonnaise maker, which immediately <laughs> struck fear in my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, but y'all. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm just a little country bumpkin out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we kind of all are now. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully we are. Um, We're not getting a lot of um, compliance with with that issue here. We are definitely not here either. Yeah. But the second thing is, and I'm I'm glad that you found this game that you like, but Mel, you should treat yourself. (laughs) If you want a Nintendo Switch, you go get a Nintendo Switch. Okay, thank you. I, I, I did need someone to give me permission to go do that because, you know, I don't know how much they are. I did look at them on Amazon and was like, I really... In these trying times, I I thought I should save that money because I might have to use it to buy toilet paper. <laughs> That's what t-shirts and the lawn are for. <laughs> you know, I've been telling my mom that, but, you know, she's 70. She doesn't really want to resort to that. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I'm, I, I knew we wouldn't get past it. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, so Okay, thank That's, you. It's cool. No, I like I and it. That. And it is available. No, the the recommendation's great. That's not it. I just wondered <laughs> I just wondered if Mike was going to hone in on, on Mayonnaise Maker, which I just didn't see I, how he couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm a little slow on those things, and they don't they don't occur to me before they they just, you know, before they're said. Yeah. So yeah, and then you started talking about you know you know you need to kind of there's dating at the end of it. And I thought oh it's gonna yes. come it's coming back now. I know it is. I and, know, and it didn't. I so know. It's good. So I wasn't gonna say anything about that either. Yep. Okay. I try to give y'all something to talk about. Yes. It's so easy. That's right. So <laughs> props to Mike for self control ish. So nicely done. That's, Thank you, Mike. I listen. I've grown a lot as a person. Yeah, it's because he takes pity on me. <laughs> we'll we'll move on to and I believe this will be the first ever joint recommendation on any of the shows. But Mel and I were gonna record this nurture sport. We were doing some other things that Mike joined us for. So uh we're doing it gonna do it together and I was conflicted because I really wanted to make this recommendation to Mel, but in all good conscience, I have to give credit where credit is due. I was actually compl- and I, I think it was the one person on the planet who was completely unaware of this show. Until Mike brought it to my attention, he, he shot me a, a note the other day and had said, have, have you been watching Tiger King? And I said, no. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you thought it was very strange. And anything that you thought was very strange, Mike, I'm like, hmm, this, this, <laughs> this must really be something. So, so, Mike, how did you come across Tiger King and what drove you to provide it to me as a, as a suggestion to view? So, first off, that's interesting that you say that because I remember once I, back when video stores existed for, for the kids, that was like an analog version of Netflix and you had to pay per movie. Back when video stores existed, I, re- I rented this documentary about bizarre sex practices. And I'm I'm pretty tough to shock with things. I mean, you can look up my porn background on IMDb. I'm pretty tough to <laughs> tough to to get some things by. But this particular documentary, I I gagged a couple of times watching it. And I had to stop it at one point. And I told one of my friends, and they were like, "Oh my god, if if it affected you that much, I need to see it." So I guess this is <laughs> sort of a return to that. Then, so it was interesting the way you worded that. The way that I found it. So you know how Netflix shakes you like a nanny who's just there for the paycheck when they're blasting <laughs> something new, and you put it on, and it just like takes over your screen and screams at you to watch it. That's what happened. But it caught my attention really quickly, and I was like, all right, let me let me add this to my list, and and I'll come back to it later. And literally, as I was doing that. A couple of my friends within minutes sent me not clips of the show or the trailer, but music videos of the main <laughs> that were created by the main subject of this documentary series. So watching those, I was like, all right, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to start it right now. And then after I watched the first episode, that's when I was like, Kelly, are you aware of this show on Netflix? So Mel, and, and to clarify as we go a little further, Mike and my joint recommendation is indeed Tiger King. And not the video he got <laughs> that made him gag. Uh, <laughs> it made my friend throw up, just in case you guys were wondering. This yeah. is, totally. The supporters at home. To- totally not our recommendation. So okay. I was starting to wonder because I have not watched this show, but I have, of course, seen it being talked about on Twitter. And it took me a little while to figure out what it was actually supposed to be about. So I'm still a little unsure. So when Mike was saying that, I wasn't sure what it was really about. So, I mean, it is, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a ton, tons of memes out there. 
uh, right now some really funny ones related to the show. And it is a machine in terms of serving up interesting characters. And you just kind of, every every new character that emerges, you're like, well, they they can't be any kind of crazier than the last one. And it just, it just keeps going on and on. It's like, well, it's a different kind of crazy. I don't know if it's as crazy, but it's pretty darn close. So, Mike, I'm going to take make an attempt to cover brief descriptions of the main players, and then you can kind of clean me up, if that makes sense. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, so Joe Exotic is the main character uh, in the, the documentary here, and he runs a private zoo, and he has, by the end of the documentary, 227 tigers. Oh, my God. He breeds them because, as we all know, the tiger's money-making potential is from birth until, is it 12 weeks? Or it's There's not a long... I a believe long. it was 12 weeks, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the point at which they're not going to necessarily, you know, take an arm off. <laughs> but, and so you can, oh, it's a little tiger thing, I get my picture and all those types of things. So they get a lot of money out of photos with the, with the animals. And these are private zoos. And so there's Joe, who is quite the showman. He is, he ran for governor of Oklahoma. He's based in Oklahoma. He is gay, redneck, country music singing, zoo owner, uh, magician. <laughs> so this is what he is. I mean, what's amazing about that is you had me at gay, redneck, country music, but you throw on zoo owner and, and magician? Magician. Ridiculous. How, how can you not watch that? Yeah. And explosive, uh, explosive expert, <laughs> apparently. And then there's like several people with not a lot of teeth uh, <laughs> that are, are in there a lot, including a couple of his husbands. Um, and then there's another guy that runs a bigger zoo. He's like the smarter, more with it Joe uh, in South Carolina who has a kind of a, almost a cult thing going on. <laughs> and so he's, he's there. And then there's a lady aligned with PETA who may or may not have killed her husband and fed it to her tigers. <laughs> and then there's another guy that's just a crook and a hitman. And oh, and a, uh, a fallen guy from Inside Edition who was going to try and create a documentary. And now lives in the Netherlands or something like that. So this is your this is your cast of characters for the seven episodes, I believe, wow. of Tiger King. And it's just the crazy keeps going on. So how did I do, Mike? Did I capture the essence of our main players? Absolutely, yeah. And I think I think what's good about it. So in doing research, and by research I mean watching all of his videos online, because he, he's like a, a minor internet celebrity even prior to this. So I, I did find out there are other things about him. Like there are other documentaries about this. This is not the first documentary. There are podcasts about it, tons of interviews and articles and things like that. Where I think this is probably the best primer on the subject based on what I'm seeing and kind of reading descriptions of. This was shot over the course of like five years when the core event that they're talking about all take place so you get the full story whereas everything else is just kind of like what was happening during those few weeks or few months they were working on that specific project yeah and i haven't done huge amounts of research on either but i did a a few of the where are they now kind of articles reading through there oh which are great yes they are and it was just you absolutely need to watch this mel it is amazing it's just it sounds riveting it 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 just just when you think the crazy's gonna stop it's like nah here here's a little more for you and it's just yeah it's insane it sounds like a train wreck to distract me from the current train wreck in progress well and 
that's that's kind of an interesting thing because while I'm sure just because of its its amazing never ending well of entertainment value, it would have been a successful show. But I think it's it's almost Star Wars Baby Yoda esque <laughs> ubiquitousness <laughs> on social media is in part because. For the people who are actually following guidelines, there's a lot of people who are stuck at home looking for something new to watch. So I'm sure that's helped propel it to where it's at now as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you can totally you can kill a day easy <laughs> going through that. I recommend a little bit of recovery time between each episode. Although really, towards the end, it's hard to stop because you know, things are progressing and you want to see how everything kind of kind of wraps up. And so it's like, uh, oh, just one more. Oh, just one more. But in the... So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because the first couple episodes are really just like, say, an individual episode character study on one of the main character, one of the main players in that, and then the pat the last few episodes are more of like a narrative. I'm definitely gonna have to add that to my queue and actually probably watch it. Though I am not c- currently trapped at home, <laughs> I still have to go to work. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> yeah. Lucky us. So don't want to spoil, but a couple things as you go through it is, and I think I think we'll wait on this, Mike, but I, it's going to be important to, there's two camps of people out there. There's the, yeah, she absolutely killed her husband and fell to fed him to her tigers. And there's a camp that say, ah, she probably didn't. Uh, and so we'll have to see when it's all said and done, which side of the fence you fall on. So that, I think. Now, be- now see. That's the part that I've seen online, and I was assuming, I guess, that she was married to the guy we're talking about, but she's not. Is no. is that right? She's, she's somebody else. She's his arch rival because she's she's, oh, yes. okay. she's trying to shut him down because she okay. uh, she doesn't feel that tigers should be kept in cages and thinks that petting them is wrong. So. She keeps tigers in cages. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, and feeds and, and feeds husbands to them. I mean, husbands. I can get behind that part, but <laughs> still. I mean, I think the great thing about it, and I think that this was in my notes, Kelly, and I wasn't even through the series yet at that point. I think I just watched the first, maybe first and second episode. And this held true, though, throughout it. I think what makes it so fascinating is there's no good guy in this show. And I feel like that's pretty well established from episode one. I would argue there's there's one good guy and it's the libertarian campaign manager. <laughs> I think okay, he, I can agree with that. He can be a good guy because <laughs> his interview it's short. He's not in it a ton, but he, and he goes, "Yeah, I was his campaign manager for for a year and a half. It was the worst time of my life." <laughs> yeah, I mean there, there so there's a there's a couple like outliers like him who seem removed from the lifestyle who somehow get caught up in the the drama of the series but as far as like the core characters what what i think is interesting and what i think is compelling about it is you're not necessarily rooting for either one as much as just sitting back and waiting for the next thing to happen yeah and one of joe's husband's name is john he uh in i believe every interview almost every at least 90 percent of the interview segments uh is sitting slouched in a chair with no shirt on does all his interviews shirtless (laughs) and i think he's very he's very proud of his tattoos (laughs) and so that was the rationale why he went shirts but uh he was uh the one little spoiler give you he's he's probably the premier spokesperson for the importance of flossing your teeth because he he's not got a lot left in it 
And I guess after the show, or maybe even during the show, towards the tail end, he did get dentures, he got his teeth fixed, and apparently he's a little irritated that the only footage they show of him is in his pre-dental uh, corrected state. Yes, I was watching um, one of those Where Are They Now things, and it was just, it was the list of their, because each of them hates the show and has been speaking out against it, everybody pretty much who appeared in it. And his major complaint, as Kelly said, was that he wasn't featured with his his newly fixed teeth because apparently they did according to what he's saying did shoot some interview footage with him now and i guess he's in a very different place in his life in general but also was concerned about showing off his new teeth they probably cost him quite a lot yeah he he needed to get many (laughs) (laughs) this wasn't like oh i need to i need to fill this one missing there was there was about, I think I saw three <laughs> during the, that he, three originals of the original cast. And so it's so hard to say. All right. Well, that, so you've got a show and Mike and I have an app to buy. I didn't know for this week. I did not have a social media recommendation for this week, uh, except because I don't think I would recommend Joe Exotic's uh, Twitter handle, but I don't know if he gets to tweet in his current situation, but we'll let you watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I recommend going and watching his videos on YouTube, particularly the Hear Kitty Kitty music video. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds scary. Yeah, I think, wouldn't it be better, though, to watch at least an episode or two of uh, oh, Tiger yeah, King yeah. before, because... Uh, That's fair. Because, yeah, you need the context for Hear Kitty Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so start with watching his music video for I Saw a Tiger. Yeah, there you go. I Saw a Tiger. Okay. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) Should I be this scared? Not of his his music. I mean, it's... Okay. It seemed pretty solid. (laughs) It was just, I don't know, it's just just weird. (laughs) Everything's like, oh, and he does a country music thing, and oh, he has his own line of underwear. (laughs) Oh, he's got this and that. It's, It's all weird. It's very, it's a very, he's a character. That's for sure. All right. That is definitely going to go on my list. Sweet. (laughs) So we'll say Joe Exotic uh, for social media recommendations, Joe Exotic videos on YouTube. That would be one. You have anything to add, Mel, or are we wrapping her up? Nope. I don't have any social media recommendations this time. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Nurt and Sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Just search Nurture and Support. Nurturing and supporting. Nurturing and supporting.